Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50,000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks share a review afterward, and always keep it real. Three, two, one, welcome everyone to this episode of the Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and joining us today, folks, Got the CEO and founder of Level X. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. Sam Glassenberg. Sam, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Happy to be here. Great. You like making video games, Sam? I love making video games. Yeah, tell me about that. Tell me a little Sometimes about Sometimes I wonder, they, 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 I can't believe they pay me to do this. <laughs> I wake up you know, every morning, I make video games. You know, it is a very fun, lucky in my career. It seems like a fun career. I mean, what got you into this space? Um, how how's your journey start? My journey starts. So I originally was like, I did animation as a hobby in high school. When I was in college, I wanted to go work in feature film animation. I wanted to work at like Pixar or DreamWorks. And I applied at LucasArts, Lucasfilm. I, well, I applied at Lucasfilm in the film division. I applied for ILM. Um, and ended up getting offered a job at LucasArts in the video games division. And so I was like, all right, let's try this. Um, and then I discovered, wow, the challenges that they're facing in video games are way more interesting. Those are way more interesting problems to solve than the ones they're seeing in film. Um, so I, there's there's a pattern in my background of like, I fall into things by accident. And so... Um, that was just the first example. So yeah, my first job was literally, I was flying spaceships for Star Wars video games, you know, for all the episode two games right before episode two came out for all the in-engine cutscenes. 
It's pretty intense, man. I mean, it's pretty like innovative forward thinking, you know, it, it's a fun space to be. In. I think a lot is what's cool is like you point out like a lot of the video games that we know today that like you had worked on uh, prior, but I think you had like a, a dare I say, like an epiphany when uh, your, your father was speaking to you, right? Tell me a little bit about kind of this uh, convergence of uh, two career paths. Sure. Um, yeah. So another happy accident. So yeah, so Level X was founded by accident. So um, yeah, I've, I've spent my career, you know, in the video games industry at companies like, and I was at LucasArts for a while. I spent many years uh, at Microsoft leading a game technology team. Um, all of this essentially impactful career in the video games business has made me the disgrace of my family because I come from a long line of doctors. My grandfather was a famous doctor. My parents are both doctors, aunts, uncles, my wife. I'm the idiot who never went to medical school. Uh, and to show you how bad this all got, uh, I think it was 2006, I accepted a technical Emmy on behalf of my team at Microsoft for pushing the cutting edge of video game graphics. That's me. I was, I was much younger then. Um, that's, there's a photo here of me standing next to Jensen Wang, the CEO of NVIDIA. We're holding our Emmys. Um, and it's not the one they show on TV. It's the one they do beforehand. Um, but it's the same statue. And so the technical Emmy. So I call home to be like, hey, dad, I'm about to accept an Emmy. Um, and he's an anesthesiologist here in Chicago. And without skipping a beat, he goes, Sam, that's very nice. But in this family, we only recognize Nobel Prizes. He goes, you're not yet 30 years old. You can still go to medical school. I'll pay for it. This is the universe that I come from. Um, so in 2012, he gave up. And he said, all right, Sam, you're too old to go to med school. Put all this gaming nonsense to good use. Make me a game to train my colleagues to do a fiber optic intubation. It's this tricky procedure. We only do it on difficult presenting patients. Even experienced anesthesiologists will struggle with it if they haven't done enough cases. And he goes, Sam, I don't want to drag anyone to a training center. Can you make me a game they can play on their phones? Now, I'm busy running like one of the major Hollywood video game studios, making games for, you know, Hunger Games and Mission Impossible. It's like, Dad, I have a day job, but sure, I'll make a game for you. So I sit down for three weekends and I throw together this little game that I upload to the app store and I don't think about it again. Two years later, he calls me. He goes, hey, Sam, how many people downloaded your game? I go, you know, I don't know how many people downloaded it, but we can check. So I went and I looked and we had 100,000 doctors, nurses, and airway specialists who'd been playing this thing. I had by accident created like one of the most popular medical training tools ever. So I Google it to try to figure out how this all happened. Unbe discover unbeknownst to me, they've been doing efficacy studies on this little game I made for my father that showed it's drastically improving physician performance. And they've been running these at medical schools all over the world. And so at that point, you realize like, again, I would love to say Level X was some grand idea I had, but no, I stumbled on this by accident, just realizing there was all this pent up demand. And so that was the motivation for starting Level X, the first medical video game studio. So what if it wasn't just me, right? What if we took the top video game developers and artists who worked on everything from Mortal Kombat to Diner Dash and team them up with hundreds of physician advisors across every major specialty in medicine to capture the challenges of the practice of medicine using video game technology and video game design. 
so yeah, so today we've got over a million medical professionals playing. Um, they're earning continuing medical education credit from playing video games. So they're literally renewing their medical license by playing video games. We're working with 20 out of the top 40 uh, medical device and life science companies, as well as you know major uh, medical societies and organizations like NASA that are using all this tech to um, train astronauts how to deal with medical emergencies on deep space missions. So in the end, it all comes around to flying spaceships. That's incredible. Yeah, exactly. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, thinking about kind of like how this all came to be, are you able to connect the dots looking backwards? I mean, the looking backwards, yes. Looking forwards, definitely not. I mean, it just so happened that I was, you know, a video game developer, right, that had experience running companies that had experience with art, engineering, design of games that happened to, you know, come from a family of doctors who were constantly pressuring me to apply things in medicine. Um, and the two came together, right? So it was very fortuitous. Um, it was, you know, if you, if you had asked me in, you know, 2008, like, hey, go make a company that makes games for doctors, I would say, but wait a minute, that audience is too small. It doesn't make sense. Where's the need? And only when I actually built it and discovered the demand for what we were creating, did I like even realize the business opportunity. And Sam, you know, the one of the reasons I love doing this show and having these these people on is that they're they're people that are actually taking action on these things. They're not people that are just talking about. It. There's people that are just doing it, you know. But I guess a question for you would be like, where do you find your strengths in this company? Do you find your strengths? in leadership and growing a business and inspiring this vision? Or do you kind of find your strength still, you know, creating these video games, going into the graphics, doing something that kind of gets you into that flow state? What, where, where do you think your strength is in this business? Um, so there's a, a, a set of characteristics that aren't just my own. They're like, they're sort of the, the set of characteristics that, you know, successful employees at Level X imbue. Things like, you know, just fiercely, like we, well, in general, it's like we love solving problems, like real hard problems, not the easy ones. The like, how do we get, you know, realistic computational fluid dynamics running on a cell phone, you know, so you can do realistic blood and surgery, like these sorts of really hard problems. How do you think about capturing, diagnosing a difficult patient as a reductive reasoning puzzle, right? Like these are, you know, really interesting game design problems, really interesting technical problems. We also, like, people are fiercely intellectually curious here. Like, there's, these are some, a lot of things that doctors and game developers have in common. So game developers, like, we, we always need to understand how things work. And doctors are the same way. And so it's that sort of deep, deep intellectual curiosity that um, characterizes, like, the most, you know, that, like, this is how I live my life and how you know, uh, characterizes like the, the employees at the company, um, what other characteristics, uh, and also just like thriving in ambiguity, not like being able to deal with ambiguity, but like really thriving in it, like being able to like being in a green field is great, but it's also very intimidating. Um, there are like, when you're making video games, there's tons of reference, right? Like when you're making video games for Hollywood movies, you can look at the last thousand video games that were made for Hollywood movies, including in that genre that you're making the game in, there is no reference point for medical video games. 
So we're really figuring it out as we go. Um, now we have great, you know, we, we have great exemplars in games and great exemplars in terms of medical training, but like no one's combined the two meaningfully. And so like figuring out how to do that is our quest. Mm. And, and for you, Sam, I mean, clearly you had a lot of demand for this app unbeknown, right? Uh, before you kind of came in, but a lot of people have a lot of great ideas, um, but good leaders can really grow an organization, uh, one that's also profitable, right? That's a challenge itself. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the, I guess, hurdles you've had to overcome as a business leader to get Level X off the ground and make it into the company that it is today. Yeah, I would say like ideas are cheap. It's execution that really matters. And that's 100% true. Um, so yeah, I mean, with, with Level X, uh, you know, there, there were, I mean, we had to raise venture capital, which, you know, businesses do. That's always a challenge. Um, actually, at Level X, I would argue, this is my second, this isn't my first rodeo, it's my second. Um, and, you know, so we, we raised multiple rounds of capital successfully, and then the company was successfully acquired by BrainLab um, a little over two years ago. Um, so here, you know, obviously like, you know, raising money is a huge amount of effort. Um, I'm really glad post acquisition to not have to do it because now I can focus hundred percent of my efforts on growing the business. Um, our business is, you know, we create content for doctors, um, and we create games for doctors and it's free to medical, to doctors, to medical professionals. And, uh, it's sponsored by industry. So it's sponsored by pharma, uh, by life science companies, by medical device companies, by major medical societies um, that, you know, where you'll be playing, let's say a pulmonology, uh, let's say a cardiology game, and you'll play a bunch of, you know, difficult interventional cardiology levels. And then boom, you can also play a sponsored level from Philips where you, you know, learn how to do the procedure using their intravascular ultrasound probe. Mm -hmm. So as a doctor, it's like, it's advertising, but I get to understand the benefits of the product mm -hmm. and learn how to properly use it. Uh, so it's very win-win for everybody. Um, I mean, the, ch the challenges there is like this modality doesn't exist, right? Pharma companies, like uh, medical device companies, like they have marketing budgets and training budgets, but they don't have budgets to do that with video games. So really like helping them understand the benefits of that is, you know, always where we're spending most of our time. Um, but the beauty of it is the numbers are so compelling. Like even when we start, I mean, Day one, when I started the business, I had already rallied an audience of 100,000 medical professionals by accident. So from there, you know, the next 900,000 were actually, you know, we just, the company, we just kept growing by creating more content. As we put the content out there, you know, and we're working with our clients, we continually demonstrate that games are the most effective way to drive learning, to drive behavior change, to accelerate adoption of new therapeutics, new techniques, new devices. The numbers, you know, the, the ROI numbers are fantastic. Like doctors are engaging much more readily. Um, they're like, we're reduced, you know, their, their performance is improving drastically and quickly uh, across all age groups. So it's like, well, we, it's a, it's a snowball effect. Like you have to get those first, you know, examples. And then as you do that, you know, you continue to grow the business and expanding in terms of number of users and, you know, number of customers. You know, Sam, in order to get on this show, you know, you got to be impact oriented, you know, and clearly the outcomes of uh, your product is really transforming a lot of lives at the end of the day. I am curious, though, what it, to you, like, what motivates your employees? Is it uh, like, what kind of incentives is it motivating them? Is it 
solving a problem, as you mentioned earlier. You know, gamers need to figure these things out. Is it uh, compensation incentives, or do you think it's a little mix of both with the mission as well? To you, how are how do you motivate your employees, and what's been working? Yeah, so look in the in the video games industry, everybody who's in the video games industry is there because they want to. You can anyone with the joke is like any software engineer in the video games industry could go make more money writing bank software. Right. But like we, we index high on the fulfillment scale. People who work in video games are doing it because they want to spend the majority of their waking hours creating something, you know, in a creative endeavor. Right. They want to entertain large audiences. They want to have impact. Um, I don't want to like at level X, we just extend that. Right. So we take the skills that you've developed in the video games industry, whether you're an artist, a designer, an engineer, and we let you, you know, hey, you've already, you know, shipped multiple versions of, you know, Call of Duty, Mortal Kombat, whatever. It was great. You've done that now. Now you're like, hey, how do I apply my skills and expertise to have, broad, you know, other impact, broader impact in, in healthcare, right? To go and help solve, you know, help improve outcomes and improve, uh, you know, help improve doctors' skills worldwide. And so this is sort of the next level, like this is another level, right? Like it's, um, it's incredibly fulfilling to be able to wake up every morning and, you know, solve major problems in healthcare. So from those, from the video games industry, we look at this and we're like, it's super fulfilling because, you know, we're advancing, we say advancing the practice of medicine through play, using video game tech and design to accelerate the adoption curve in healthcare. Like that's hugely impactful. And on the video game side, we're creating a new genre, right? The apex achievement in the video games industry is not just making a successful game. It's creating a new genre that expands the industry's reach and relevance. And that's what we're doing here. We're creating a new genre of medical game. And in doing so, like we're solving all sorts of, you know, interesting challenges. Um, we just, you know, launched a game in dermatology recently where we're basically using video game skin rendering technology to train dermatologists and other medical professionals, how to recognize skin disease on skin of color. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a person of color and you go to the dermatologist, the outcomes aren't as good. And it's not because your dermatologist is, it's not out of malice. It's not because they're racist. They just haven't seen your skin disease on, at your severity on your skin tone in their career. And the reference data is all on Caucasian skin. So what we did is we built on top of video game technology systems that allow us to generate any skin disease on skin of any color hmm. and under any lighting environment. So hmm. we can literally train dermatologists' brains how to recognize skin disease on skin tones they don't see every day. And so what we're, what we're able to do here is leverage video game technology and video game design to actually close racial disparities in healthcare, which is incredibly fulfilling. And Sam, uh, just like curiosity, like, if you had to think about, you know, your growth, what got you here and where you want to go with Level X, what are some of those core focus items that you know you need to know? And if you do those things right, you'll be able to generate the impact that you want. What would those core focus items be? Um, I mean, fierce dedication to our craft. So. You, like if, if you look at what we're doing, the quality of the content looks like AAA games. And when you play them, they're fun. And this is crucial to our success. So for us, like, you know, I think there's, there have been, 
you know, for decades, the state of the art in medical training always looked like video games from, I mean, the, the best looking medical simulators today look like video games from the early 90s. Uh, there's a huge gap between the state of the art in medical training and the state of the art in video games. And we, and there's the stuff you can see, which is like the graphics don't look good. But the bigger gap is the stuff you can't see, which is, you know, in the video games industry over the last 30 years, we've distilled the neurochemical recipe for driving learning. How do you hit the perfect balance of reward and frustration of challenge and skill to maximize the release of neurochemicals in the brain to maximize learning? We've gotten really, really good at this, like well-balanced puzzles, strategy games, and so forth. And so applying that in healthcare is really the key to our success. Hmm. Um, you know, the, the most effective way to train doctors how to manage a difficult patient is using strategy game mechanics. The most effective way to train them to diagnose a difficult, you know, or rare disease is using puzzle game mechanics. Um, you know, these are the kinds of things, you know, how to manage a ventilator. That's a rhythm game right? By utilizing these neuroscience-based techniques that we've honed in the video games industry, this is the key to our success in having, you know, having a broader impact in healthcare and fundamentally accelerating the adoption of new techniques and skills. Sam, thinking about that, this forward-thinking approach, the kind of, I guess, the approach of how you approach these problems, what can a business leader listening to this right now take to apply to their business in your mind? What are some of those crossovers, those layovers for them to think exponential, to think above and beyond just today? Look outside of your immediate industry. Mm -hmm. So we find that companies are siloed and industries are very siloed. And most of what I spend my time doing is showing people in the healthcare space what is even happening in your business, right? So we've built systems that allow you know you and me to hop on, we're here on Zoom to hop on Zoom and you and I could be doing surgery together on a virtual patient simulated in the cloud. It's cloud gaming technology. The technologies exist in the games industry for a long time. We're just the first ones to apply it in healthcare. What I showed you was skin, like we've been generating realistic skin in games for a decade, right? But building the systems on top of that to go and solve these challenges in dermatology, we're the first ones to do that. And so I would always encourage, like, don't just look within your industry for solutions to problems. There are other industries that may have solved similar ones or even the same one more effectively. And more often than not, that industry will be entertainment and video games. Well said, Sam. In all of this, to you, what is your definition of a real leader? So this, I, this question I'm a little bit hesitant about because I feel like there are multiple styles of leadership that are very different than my own and are very effective. Um, so I don't wanna come in and be like, well, the right way to lead is this way. <laughs> I can tell you the way I do it, and that's by example. Um, so for me, I I'm very multidisciplinary. Like I started out as an engineer, you know, my training is, in as, is a as an engineer. I've worked professionally as an artist. I've then moved into the business world and run multiple companies. Like, so I have, I have moved around, you know, most of the disciplines involved in making a video game I've, I've done. Hmm. And so as a result, like I'm able to lead by example, hmm. um, and take a concerted interest in the work that everybody does at the company. Not, you know, like you see a lot of leaders that will, you know, oh yeah, like they'll go and they'll shake hands and they'll pretend to have an interest in what people are doing, but really they don't care. In my case, like 
I really do care about what everyone is doing and I'm interested in, I think it's interesting and I think it's challenging. And I think the, you know, the better that everyone is at their job, the more impact it's going to have. And so like, I have a deep interest in every discipline. Um, these are the kinds of, so this is why for me, like leading by example is a big, is a big deal, but there are other leaders that don't follow that modality and are also very successful and impactful. I love that. Yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none. And I think also like a consistent theme, like throughout your products, your, the way you lead is just like, you know, actually leading by example and doing it by experience, right? Like that's how doctors, they get an actual experience instead of reading a book or, you know, teaching about it. Right. So I love that. And I love that, how you approach that question, knowing that we don't know everything. Right. So Sam, I appreciate your time coming on the show uh, today. Sam Glassenberg, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, lead by example, and always keep it real. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Hey, Real Leaders, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. If you go online to realleaders.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you're going to be able to access all of our magazines courses, and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.